Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey everyone, Mesh here. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events paired with our newsletter. Today's episode, Microsoft's $70 billion video game. Who said video games don't pay the big bucks? $70 billion to be exact. Last week, Microsoft announced that they are buying Activision Blizzard, the game creators behind Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Guitar Hero, Candy Crush, among others, for close to $70 billion in cash. That is a shit ton of money. All those hours of playing video games and your parents telling you not to. I told you, Mom, I'm going to be somebody. It's the biggest game acquisition in history and the largest for Microsoft ever. Now, personally, I'm terrible at video games, but I appreciate them. Love Call of Duty, although I haven't played a game in probably a decade because I end up sitting there till everything gets dark. You know what I'm saying? It starts out day and then it gets dark and you haven't put the lamps on and it's super depressing. And then I dream about the game and that's all I can think about and I just really want to play it. So I stopped playing video games probably because I have an addictive personality and I prefer to watch other people play video games who are better than me on YouTube along with watching people doing food challenges. I'm not weird, I swear. At least that's what I tell myself. So why should you care about this? Well, it's important to know that we're constantly in a war of content right now. IP is everything. And with the emergence of, and I know you don't wanna hear this because you're probably sick to death of it, the metaverse, companies are getting ready and that includes Microsoft who is led by Satya Nadella, who's done an incredible job keeping Microsoft relevant. I should also point out that Activision was trading at a discount. Why? Well, there are multiple sexual harassment complaints and scandals within the company. They had this like super frat bro culture and they had all these complaints going on. And that along with like disappointing game releases caused the stock to pull back 40%. And so now in a time where IP matters so much, Microsoft is probably looking at this and being like, hey, this is a steal right now. We could snatch this company up at a discount, inherit the sexual harassment allegations, potentially turn the culture around because right now their culture sucks. And honestly, just give these people a better culture than they're used to right now. It's already at a low. People hate working there. People are getting treated like shit. Come into Microsoft. We'll treat you better. We have better culture here. We'll get rid of the previous CEO, kick him to the curb. And obviously at this point, we'll inject a bunch of cash into the company. So it seemed like the right bet for them to make. Now, again, in a world where getting people to explore a virtual reality, IP really matters. And Activision has that with their games, all the games that we mentioned before, and they have probably around 400 million people playing them, which is insane. That's an insane amount of people. So it's not like Microsoft has to build that from scratch. Microsoft gets to inherit those games and those people, and that's on top of the games that they already own, 
like Halo, and they acquired Minecraft for $12 billion a few years back. So now they've got this incredible library of IP with all these games targeting different people, different formats, and it all plays into the metaverse that they want to create. And they've also been pushing Game Pass, which is a subscription service like Netflix, where you pay a monthly fee and you get access to this library of content. And that is supported by Azure, their cloud computing business. So you can see how this all connects together. Microsoft has all these different arms and they're using them to give themselves an advantage. Because they own something like Azure, which is a cloud computing platform, they're able to host a library of games with like hundreds of millions of people on it. And then they have all the IP with their games themselves. And you can start to see how they're gonna be able to take advantage of building within the metaverse, something that they're gonna be competing with Facebook on as Facebook is now meta and they're getting into the same game. And gaming might only make up 15 billion a year of Microsoft's revenue, which is around 168 billion, but that's still like a nice chunk. And it obviously has a lot of potential and how it connects all their business arms together. On top of that, Microsoft is not only competing on the gaming front, they're competing on enterprise software with their product teams, which has introduced a virtual reality component called Mesh for Teams, which is basically like Zoom, but you're in this virtual reality cool looking place, you're interacting with people, it's like going to work, but in a virtual world. Meta has their own version of this. Everyone's betting on this work from home. And enterprise is one way they can do this, where they get offices to pay for the product to get you in. And that's probably one way that these companies are gonna attract users. They actually go from the office. So the office makes sure that their teams are using these products. And then those people are like, oh, this thing's really cool. And then maybe they get into gaming. And I think in the case with Microsoft, they're very much focused on gaming as well. So they have two things. They have the office where they can get you into the metaverse. And then they have gaming where they can get you in the metaverse. And actually that's where all those things are gonna connect. Now, not to bring up the whole Web3 thing, but I saw this tweet recently and I thought it was a little bit of an annoying take. This guy, Greg Eisenberg wrote something and you know, he's a smart guy, but obviously he's betting big on this stuff. So I get why he'd write something, but it's a little bit of an eye roll. And he wrote, Activision Blizzard sold for 70 billion today and the community is going to see $0 from this. Play to earn couldn't come sooner. This is referring to a lot of the games in Web3 that are crypto based where network effects are created by gamers being paid to participate. It's like they're earning play to earn. They earn to participate, which grows the value of the game and then grows the value of the token. Axie Infinity is one of those games. It was created in the Philippines where a lot of Filipinos do this. It's like a job for them. They participate in these games and they get paid for it. Now don't ask me to explain it. We'll do that on another podcast. But again, not everything has to be fucking Web3 related and play to earn and about ownership. This is where it is an eye roll. People get enjoyment out of games. That's why you fucking buy the thing. It's providing a service, just like a movie, just like a concert, just like a book. Can you imagine going into a movie and then coming out and being like, why wasn't I paid to watch that movie? But if you're providing something within that experience that maybe makes it better for other people or you're adding something valuable to it, okay, maybe, sure, but that's not the case here. I mean, I guess critics get to do that, but like, we don't get to do that. When we go watch a Marvel movie, we're getting general enjoyment out of this stuff. When I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, I was like, I'll give you more money just to relive that whole moment. I'm not gonna do any spoilers, but you should go watch it. And so again, not everything has to be about ownership and Web3 and we own it and versus you own it. And to counter that whole argument about Web3 and ownership, you could have just bought Activision stock. 
right? You could have bought Activision stock. Same way as that, hey, I love playing Halo. I'm going to buy Microsoft stock. Same thing is, hey, I love playing Grand Theft Auto. I'm going to buy Take-Two stock. Like, you can do that. You can buy the stock, you can participate in the upside, and you can play the damn game and enjoy it with your friends. And my last point about this Activision acquisition is that it really comes down to leadership. Leadership is really important, and we've talked about this in previous episodes with Zuck leading Facebook and Meta and having someone at the helm who can take the company to the next level. None of this is possible without someone in the front leading the way, making these decisions, and taking these risks. A $70 billion risk is a massive risk. Can you imagine betting your entire career on buying a fucking video game franchise for $70 billion? Well, Satya Nadella is doing that, and he has big shoes to fill. Before Satya Nadella, Bill Gates was obviously the founder and CEO of Microsoft, the one who gave us Windows, the one who gave us Excel and Word, stuff that we still use to this day. And then after that, Steve Ballmer was the CEO of Microsoft. Not as great. I mean, one would almost consider this guy a super rich buffoon who was doing all sorts of things besides keeping the company fresh. It was almost like he was too scared to take any risk because he was so worried about profit, enterprise, business, et cetera, that he never participated in any of the trends that were happening, which is probably why he was named one of the worst CEOs ever. I mean, and we think about trends, think about this, smartphones. They never participated in the smartphones. Or wait, they did, but no one fucking bought the thing because it was such a piece of crap. So keeping a company fresh is important. But just think about what happened to BlackBerry and what happened to GameStop. They just never kept up with the times and looked what happened. And since Satya has taken over the company in 2013, the stock is 7x from where Steve Ballmer was. So obviously, Microsoft has stayed with the trend now and they're keeping fresh and they're staying relevant. And that's why it's worth over $2 trillion and has kept up with the Facebooks of the world, has kept up with Apple and has kept up with Google. And that's why I think it's really important to be looking at the people who are leading the companies right now as we emerge into the space, as we emerge into the metaverse, who is leading the way. And that's why I'm keeping an eye on Satya Nadella. I'm keeping an eye on Microsoft. I think it's actually really, really exciting. It's really cool. I mean, Microsoft is cool. I never thought I'd say that, but that's pretty dope. So that's it for this week. Make sure that you're signed up for the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.